Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello you. Uh, this week it is a brilliant episode, if I don't say so myself. Um, I'm hoovering with strong woman and frankly, absolute icon, genius behind the phenomenon that is Instagram's You Look Like a Man. She is Jess Fithen. Now, crazily, at the time of recording, or indeed of recording this, but not when I spoke to her, um, the You Look Like a Man Insta page, which if you haven't seen it, is just the stuff of dreams. It's really amazing but uplifting but awful examples but made beautiful and never offensive of terrible and so bad they're funny things that men have said to women in the gym basically about their bodies or have commented on strong looking women online um it's sort of outing all of that horror it had over 105,000 followers i'm still loath to use the past tense at time of me recording this introduction 
that Instagram have taken the page down with 105,000 followers. Anyway, I am hoping, as I'm sure Jess is, my brilliant guest for this episode, that that is a temporary thing. I can't imagine how they could possibly justify it, to be honest. Their interim Instagram that she has put up, just as a backup while she sorts that out, is called uh, Vaginas in the Weight Room. (laughs) Uh, Weight as in lifting weight, not waiting around um so follow that in the meantime okay um before we get into this brilliant force of an episode um oh god we had so much fun i need to remind you that it's hoovering live next weekend 17th of july 5 p.m soho as part of the underbelly festival it's in a spiegel tent in cavendish square and my guests are actually genuinely in real life joe brand and jay rayner i want to see you there please we are going to have so much fun they are the most brilliant funny genius awesome guests it is possible to have so if you can't make it i mean i'm gonna be livid i absolutely want to see you there please Uh, tell all your friends bring them don't just tell them bring them um uh, the only other worky admin i have to tell you about is that my show hench which i'm wrapping up now has gone in for an extra three dates at the soho theater next week 12th 13th and 14th of july um And I can say categorically as an absolute motherfucking promise, those are the last three dates I'm doing of my full show hench in London ever. So if you can't make it, then I'm afraid I'm never doing it again. I've done it enough times. Also, though, if you can't make those dates, I am recording a half-hour version of that show, um, a sort of remix with a few other bits and bobs. It's called Powerhouse, and I'm recording it for Radio 4. And you can get free tickets to be in the audience. It's um, being recorded in the evening on the 28th of July at Up the Creek Comedy Club in Greenwich, one of my local and favourite comedy clubs. I, again, would absolutely love to have you at that. I will put links to everything I've just mentioned as ever in the podcast notes um, including the new Vaginas in the Weight Room uh, Instagram for Jess, my guest in this episode and um, to getting free tickets to Powerhouse and for getting not free tickets to Soho Theatre to see Hench. Also of course Hench is on tour at the end of July and beginning of August. I know there are still matinee tickets available in Manchester there are still evening tickets available in places like Sheffield and Bristol although a lot of the other dates have sold out right thanks for listening to hoovering um if you could please subscribe to it tell other people about it and give it a five star review if you want to support the podcast financially why don't you go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of brilliant podcast related gubbins that i will swap you in exchange for your hard-earned pennies one of those things is discount tickets to live shows like the one next weekend with bloody joe brandon jay rayner please Okay, let's get into this. Jess and I hoovered over the Zooms because she lives in the US of A. And yeah, we set about eating food that had been very much targeted at men. Big, manly men's food. We fitted as much of it as we could into our tiny little lady hands and mouths. Straight off the bat, we it's lovely to meet you virtually. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for doing it. More like, I yeah. love your t-shirt. 
Oh, good. Yeah. It's, yeah. I shaved my balls for this moment. I shaved exactly. my balls for this moment. Absolutely <laughs> lovely. I wish more people would shave their balls for podcasts, actually. Because just because right. you can't Just a hear. little trim, maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just because you, you can't see see the balls. It doesn't mean yeah. you don't know that they've not been shaved. So exactly. I think the average podcast listener is going to be like. really chuffed that we don't see the extra <laughs> efforts. So you this can't, one luckily, the one... Yeah, as much as I would um, have loved to meet you in real life and hopefully one day can, I'm genuinely relieved in this moment because I stink. I'm wearing a T-shirt that I should have thrown away but love too much. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I told you. Yeah. They're actually like completely threadbare at this point. And you're like, this is 12 years old. I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't get rid of it. Super like emotionally attached to stuff at some point. Yeah. Super embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I've got some shorts that um, I've had since I was 15 and they they basically only really cover the anus now. There's really that little of them. That, but just, I, a, just I, a spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even that. Even my bit. butthole was out for my shorts. Yeah, yeah. No, just let it hang. Um, so. <laughs> um, and yeah. um, um, we were going to eat and drink and or whatever you feel like, breathe in, however you want to do it. Yes. Some some yes. gendered Some gendered food, some food either very much you know some food that's just for women or some food that's just for men even in your emails the stuff yes. from your research made me laugh there's a drink called man can i was yeah. so disappointed that i could not find most of that stuff i searched i know you were like you don't need to put that much effort into it no, I don't. but i do oh. because i'm totally over the top yeah so i looked up like gendered food items which i had a great time researching and of course most of them by the time i tried to buy them have been like rebranded because they've been like oh soundly stumped for you know their idiocy yeah. so i found a couple of things but see because you said that you stink this is great oh. i did find this is dude wipes right oh, here oh some dude, I don't, wipes. A dude wipes and then there's actually like this um there's a shower dude shower on the go like that what so is that I, then is it oh does it only know. work it only works on a cis man's cock and balls and uh, it, it only, doesn't clean any other area or item it actually it actually does say the, the directions yeah. which is very patronizing um grab one and wipe dude is actually like literally what it says on it so it's like they need directions that say you you take this let's open it though because if you stink oh look yeah, they're like little. Oh, they look like, like condoms. They package the, the packaging's black. If you're listening, it's they black. package the, each wipe is in a Johnny wrapper, just to make <laughs> just so that you get like a little, just at least a semi on, just at the thought so of wiping think your that stink you're like away. Carrying around like tons of condoms, you know, yeah. like look at me, I've got like hundreds of condoms everywhere. So that's how you know this is for men. So let's, let's <laughs> pretend that you're a dude, and we're like, yeah. you know, just I'm feeling very one. manly actually. Yeah. So. So they they made them smell yeah. of like sort of what all the man all the man stink stuff smells of like burning uh, wood, doesn't it? But it's bur- tobacco, musk, tobacco, musk, tobacco, <laughs> oh, oh. the forest. Yeah, because you know, I mean, audacity, if audacity. If you're with me, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what it smells Lovely. like. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the idea. The I love the idea right. that any any person no. of any of any sexuality who fancies men has ever thought well i look what i look for in a right. guy is for them to stink of cigarettes i want them I want- to smell like burning wood like do you do you really do you i don't know 
<laughs> yeah. I did find, though, Dude. along with the food, because that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. There's a bunch of articles that I read on male packaging, how yeah. you go into a store and it's like all the women's stuff is pink and then all the men's stuff is black or like dark. Yeah. But I was reading like the yogurts they have yeah. that apparently yogurt is a, a womanly. I, I I didn't know this until I started yeah. reading about how yogurt is a feminine thing, um, which is hilarious because I was in the military actually when I was 17 and I shit you not. This is the funniest thing ever. When I started talking about this, I had a drill instructor, I swear to God, who actually was telling the, the boys, the men there alongside me not to eat the yogurt because yogurt makes you soft. And I have repressed that story. I know oh I have repressed that story <laughs> until I actually started thinking about yogurt and how there's like a whole thing right now that says that like yogurt is womanly. And this is how we're going to appeal to men by putting words like stronger on it and making it black. Wow, it's a black protein. yogurt. She's holding it's it and black. it's got like, yeah, and red writing on it saying You're strong yogurt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a gross. strawberry fucking yogurt. Yeah. So apparently uh, from the age of 17, I actually did know that yogurt is very feminine. So, wow. you know, that's probably part of my problem is that I don't eat enough yogurt. So we're going to fix that today. You're going to have a yogurt today. Okay, well, I'm going to be so fucking manly by the end of the show. Yeah. Me too. I swear um, to God. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm having a Pepsi Max, which is diet cake <laughs> for men. Oh, yes, um, that one. So the one I was trying to find was Mankin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, they don't. But I just, just in how they're advertised here in the UK, it's like, it's really clear what they're doing with that. Like, it's... um, You've got a sport bar there. Yeah, I have got a candy bar there. I've got two. I can find that one. I'm like, oh, those are UK things. Yeah. Yeah, Are they? Yorkie. What's fucking annoying is that they're really nice. And I think much like Mankin, I think they might have been bullied. (laughs) Right. By by the by by uh, by customers into not being all through my growing up. I had one of these probably every other day, a raisin and biscuit one because they were in the machine at my school. Yeah, and um and I was embarrassed as a teenage girl. I was like, I'm having the man's chocolate because they were they were advertised as being literally not for girls. Was their slogan? That's what it not says for girls. On it, it's yeah. not for girls. That's crazy. So I mean, what we'll have to do is see whether because I mean, I could manage it as a teenager, but maybe I've weakened with age. I don't. I don't and, know. I'm just. And saying. the pieces might just be too chunky. Maybe the pieces are going to be careful. too chunky for my tiny little lady mouth. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for uh, man can, which apparently there's a whole push beyond the yogurt. There's also a push to make wine more manly because men apparently have this idea that uh, wine is also a feminine drink and you're not right. allowed to drink wine. You know, poor men, honestly, there's all these things they can't do that, you know, I like yeah. fucking wine, you know what I mean? God damn, I just want some wine. So they're trying to put wine in like a Coke can, like your Pepe oh, Max, so because apparently that makes it very, very manly. But I did not find that. I did find one that's pink and it's day drinking. Day <laughs> so <I'm> like, drinking, <laughs> delicious. I was like, I don't know. I'm supposed to support this, but I bought it, you know, anyways. Yeah, buy so I'm that. Like, can't find man can, but I did find day drinking, which is good best, you know. I'll take that. I'll take my Delicious. pink can of wine that says day drinking on it, so. Perfect. Yeah, I had yeah. a great time researching for this. It was actually a lot of fun, so. You're amazing for yeah. doing the research. Thank you very much for taking the time You're and for teaching us all about man can. Right. We can only assume it tasted of success. Tobacco. In lust. Tobacco. <laughs> burning fires. Right. And Probably a bit of like molting rubber, like some tired like dust. Straight, on it. Like sex in a can. Yeah, sex in a can, <laughs> and probably the sound of someone going in their car. It's tasted of and all that. And then someone that. asking when it's over. Right, that's how, yeah. that's how you know it's done. Being like, are we done? Okay, great. <laughs> perfect. Just let me know. 
<laughs> I'd love it. Mmm. Delicious. You've been recommended to me as a guest by so many people. You have oh, that's so fun. many fans yeah. of your amazing work. Oh. And um, but for anyone who's listening who you're in the UK, for example, who maybe might be new to it, can you can you talk to me about your Instagram and you look like a man yeah. and where, how it began and, yeah. and where it's gone from where it began and all of that. Sure. So I, um, I grew up um, and I competed in um, strength sports. I mentioned I was in the military before mm-hmm. and I have three brothers. So I kind of have experience basically in kind of this like super ultra manly world. Um, in my thirties, I actually was looking for a way to um, exercise and kind of just keep in shape and just kind of a generic sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a focus um, and so I stumbled upon um, a gym that was doing like a barbell gym that was doing Olympic weightlifting. And I said, wow. you know, that's something I've never learned how to do. And I literally just signed up. I had tried Zumba and like step and like all the stuff at you know, your Globo gym that like women yeah. are allowed to do, you know, they're acceptable. Uh, never been in strength sports, never lifted any kind of actual weight. Um, and so about six and a half some odd years ago, I fell into this gym um, and in the gym, they basically taught me to Olympic weightlift and they did powerlifting and they did strongman. And so I kind of fell into this career of strongman. The of fun stuff, the fun existed. stuff. Yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of those things. Stuff. Yes. So, but it was completely new to me in this way yeah. that like no one had ever suggested. I always knew that I was strong, like mm-hmm. just in a general sense from the military and other things. Um, but no one had ever just ever introduced me to any of this stuff. Some people listening, if you're... Um, younger than I am. I'm going to be 40 this year. So that tells you kind of where about my internet experiences. I have to tell people, you know, you got to, a lot of these people don't realize we didn't always have literally the internet sitting on your phone at any mm-hmm. given second and how information to you was just not the same when I was growing up when I was 16 or 17. Yeah. You know, I did, I wasn't exposed to say, you know, strength sports and track, like, like, like women that can throw and, you know, all that kind of stuff where it's like, none of that whole world. Mm-mm. Never on TV. So I, they're only on TV. You don't, you wouldn't even know how to do that when I was growing up. So it's like, I was exposed to volleyball, softball, you know, those kinds of very cheerleading, yeah. uh, those things are very acceptable women's sports, which isn't really anyone's fault. It's kind of the, you know, the, the, the nature of the thing kind of growing up. But when I was uh, 34 going on uh, somewhere in there, I fell onto this barbell gym and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I'd never been around any of this oh, stuff. And I'm that. kind of thinking, how did I miss out on all of this? So yeah. uh, I wasn't any good at Olympic weightlifting. Uh, long story short, um, that's a very athletic sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, technical, no. isn't it? It's so fucking <laughs> yeah. technical. Yeah. And to their credit, the gym was like, if you want to do this, you know, forever, just to have fun, we'll teach you this for the rest of your life. Like whatever. But we also have um, a strongman basically program here and we're doing a competition and you should just sign up for it. And so on a whim, never heard of the sport, never seen any of this stuff, had six weeks to figure it out. I entered a novice competition um, and won my first time. And I think it was the first thing that I've ever actually won in my entire life. Amazing. I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I won something. Um, And so I didn't really I didn't compete in sports growing up, which is which is unusual, actually, Mm. from what I can tell from most people. But. Um, I fell in love with strongman right off the bat. And then, um, to bring it back around to you look like a man, I had spent a couple of years in it, had some success, um, doing this sport, um, started to create sort of, you know, an Instagram following and that kind of thing as people do. Um, and then the comments started coming as they right. do. And it was not something that I ever 
paid any attention to before. And then all of a sudden I had mostly men saying really yucky, nasty things to me. And I'm sitting here going, what is this? Like, what, mm. what, why, why, why is this happening right now? Um, and that kind of led me into talking to my other um, friends in strength yeah. sports about it. And then I realized that every single, every, every without fail, all of them, every single person, no matter what you look like, if you're super femme, if you're super not, whatever, yeah. it didn't make any difference. If you were big, small, little, tall, any, anything, didn't make any difference. Everyone had basically the same experience. And we, so we started laughing about this and looking for ways to kind of, kind of make fun of it. So uh, two years ago in 2019, uh, I made a Facebook post that said I was going to start taking all the stupid shit that mostly men were saying to me. And I was going to make them into these like fitspo like memes just to make fun of this idea, you know, yeah. because it looks really ridiculous when you say yeah. something and I take those words and I make them into this like fake inspirational kind of post. Yeah. And it really hammers home like <laughs> tea towel stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think people really get the point really quickly of mm -hmm. how stupid those things are. So I put that on Facebook and it took off just as it, as you can imagine, it just took off. And every single person, uh, mostly uh, the, the women were just all adding like their own stories and their own mm -hmm. memes. And then someone suggested that I should put it on Instagram. Uh, and that was two years ago. And I think today we're at over a hundred thousand followers of the page. Um, and it's the format's amazing. always been the same and it's always been the same thing that we're talking about. We've gone into more, um, more serious topics, um, which is something yeah. that I was not planned for. It was meant to be uh -huh. kind of lighthearted and jokey and funny, which it still is most of the time. The same um, thing happens to this podcast, Jess. Sure, sure. <laughs> you start off laughing and then all of a sudden we're crying and like, yeah. oh my God, it's not on. So, it's yeah. what happens. It's just what, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, basically what happened to me. So it's it's been kind of a wild ride so far, but it actually, I think for a lot of people has been very eye-opening in the sense that um, for a lot of people, what I can tell that really happened was that when we talk about bullying or people being nasty or whatever, it's this like really abstract concept. It's this thing that yeah. we don't, we, we say the word bully, but like, do you actually know what that means? Do you actually know what it looks like to get stalked by someone that, that created 30 profiles to fuck with yeah. you? Like, do you know what that feels like and what it mm -hmm. looks like? And what I do is I actually show it to people, which is just shocking. The messages that I get from people that are like, I literally did not know that this was just common, that women get this stuff every day. Yeah. Um, and so I think for some people to actually see those things and to see that a lot of times normal people, these are not all like trolls, like hiding in their mom's basement. There's a bunch of those, but there are actually what you would consider like normal adult professional oh, people. Well, a hundred percent, especially when it comes to commenting on women's bodies for looking strong. I mean, I think right. that's um, so yeah, for context, like I've, I'm just coming to the end of, uh, I had to stop for the pandemic, but I was halfway through touring a show called Hench. And yeah. um, it kind of is a, a started along the same things in the sense that it but it more kind of a charting of my journey in that, in that the first time a guy came up to me in the gym and it wasn't clear whether or not he, he, he I, I don't think he really meant it as a compliment. Yeah, but he was like, right. you look really hench. And um, he's basically, and then I was failing at pull-ups. He kept following me around and then he was like, you, do you know what? I used to, I couldn't do those either when I was really heavy. And he was basically telling me to get lighter. And I had this like massive internal conflict where I was like, I know that intellectually being called hench should be a fucking massive compliment. And these days, you know, if anyone, whatever their intent was to come up and be like, you look fucking built, I'd be like, fucking thank you. Right. I, I, every day I work on that and I, it, I love yeah. it. Thank you so yeah. much. Whereas at the time I was like, 
I know in my mind I should be saying thank you, but this guy's made me want to cry and I don't I can't work out what the conflict is here. So I took that conflict and turned it into a comedy show. But I think that the that the nut of the beginning of both of our projects there comes from the fact that that I it, there's obviously the trolls in the basements and that's I mean it's terrifying yeah. and especially for women, a hundred percent. But then there's also this layer of the absolute normalness still of thinking that a big, strong-looking woman is, in my own dad's words less than a fortnight ago, fucking weird. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. It's Gosh, like yeah. I, I yeah. said to him, I might do it because I was going to do my first, well, hopefully still will, but it's just been postponed again because our COVID rule keep, keep changing. But I was going to do my first strongman novice competition this summer oh cool and I yeah. I but built up to t- I don't see him all the time we live far away but I was like hey I'm gonna do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a like a strength like a lifting competition this yeah. week, this summer and he went fucking weird and that was the end of that <laughs> right. but it's still like I mean there's there's so many things about him I, I find weird but I, I'm obviously too cowardly to say right. but he um <laughs> but it's not I, I think I think that's still society's opinion, generally. Yeah, very much. Um, and, but it's come such a long way, even since... I, I, I did that show at a, uh, Edinburgh Festival here um, in 2019. Even since then, I think... Back when I started doing that show, a lot of people didn't know what the word hench mean. They'd never heard of that. Yeah. So it took... Yeah. They, they had to put an explanation in the show. Even now, it's like... I, I, and, and now I work out in a gym, mainly in a gym that's probably 90% women. And it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that funny? And it's yeah. a lifting gym and yeah. it's a no mirrors gym. And every time I am now in a normal gym, like a kind of chain gym, I'm blown away by the fact that there's still a majority of men in the weights section, but the guys will all be doing small, tweaky bodybuilding and all the women right. in there will be doing like full compound lifts. <laughs> That's amazing. Or like, and right. it's like, okay, right. I mean, we're all here for right. such different reasons, but... You vain motherfuckers. Right. And you're the ones bold enough to come up to us and have some comment on our body. Right. But it does, like, I love, I love, love, love the Instagram page and everything that comes with it. And it is sort of never-ending. I, I thought it had gone away a little bit. And then in the last two or three weeks, me and another friend who lifts have both had men come up. One guy, I had a guy, it was he was, I was about to finish with my rack and he was deadlifting on a carpet and there's a lovely cushioned floor where I was so I just said I I'm about to move if you want to come up here and he in fairness I don't think English was his first language and I don't think he necessarily understood what I was getting at but I tried to explain three times and he just kept assuming I wanted help lifting my bar up (laughs) Um, I'm good I'm good some of these things have been pretty interesting because it started with just generally kind of everyday experiences of people and then when we've really started peeling back some of the layers just kind of like these jokes about the gendered products with the olympics coming up um, there's a really great yeah there's a really great account that's fairly new on instagram it's called the sports ethics examiner and i really love their material yeah sports ethics examiner they're on instagram i'm not even actually sure who runs the page but whoever does Mm. is great they do really great graphics but their their purpose is to show basically in professional sports olympic sports etc how women are treated differently it goes beyond just different compensation Mm. that sort of a thing one of their recent posts was actually i'm talking about how when we say that women are shown these sports like on the olympics where they have shown that like only specific sports are shown that the women are competing in and they're mostly the sports where the women are not wearing many clothes so sports like beach volleyball get prime get prime kind of attention but olympic weightlifting will not 
And they have all these graphics and slides to point out all of these really wild things that, that you just really, you don't even understand it until somebody actually goes into it. And then you're like, we've all been participating in this system forever, you know, yeah. eating, you know, dude wipes and the whole thing. Like we're all actually participating in this and we don't actually understand how many of these things actually is a circle. And that's why occasionally someone will tell me that I'm a little off, you know, base from where I started if I'm talking about gender reveals or other things. And my purpose mm. is to keep the page right now focused mainly on sports, but also to start basically sprinkling and needling people to think about bigger pictures of these things, how they all connect to each other. That when I have a guy going on a woman's page and saying, I don't like how you look, you need to change your body. Those things are all connected to the images that he is seeing at the Olympics, which are yep. mostly a very specific type of woman athlete. When there's actually a giant, you know, spectrum of ways that women compete and look and all these other things, but the media is choosing to not air those because they don't find them as aesthetically pleasing. And they well, think they're they behind the curve and they're behind the curve. And ultimately because of that, and it all trickles down because of that women have felt less welcome in lifting gyms in barbell gyms as women feel increasingly welcome in those spaces you know other people who are already there have to welcome them you have to go to some absolute lengths to do that and but there's so many layers of it and all along there was a load of research for something I, i would love i'm sort of pitching to try and make a radio thing at the moment but because it blew my mind there's Basically, the athletes least likely out of all athletes to get sponsorship are big, strong women. Yeah. And so the higher up the weight category you are and the more, the closer to strongman, next powerlifting, next Olympic lifting you are, basically the the stronger you are as a woman, the less, the least likely you are to get coverage, sponsorship. Fuck. Yeah, I've had... Actually, I mean, real life experience with some of these things where you look at the average type of athlete that a lot of these companies support. Um, A lot of the the big companies support only a very specific aesthetic when you really do break it down. Um, It really does come in that way. And we see that women that don't look a certain way right now with the Olympics coming up. A great example of this is how we have been talking about recently on the difference between male and women and men in Olympic weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting. um, Lasha Lasha, um, is a male weightlifter who's a big dude. He's probably the greatest weightlifter that's ever going to exist in the history of ever. Probably. Yeah. He's probably going to go down a big, big, exactly what you might imagine a guy that can lift almost 600 pounds over his head. Yeah. He gets basically 1% of all of the comments that ever appear on Lasha's page are like body about his, how his size he is. And the comments yeah. about his size are always, um, they're always congratulatory. Like that's a big dude. Yeah, like that, yeah, those yeah. kind of like comments. Bear, blah, blah, blah. When we have yeah. women such as Lee Wenwen from China or Sarah Robles from the United States that also are super heavyweight women that compete in weightlifting, yeah. the comments that fall underneath their um, posts are 100% different. They are about 50% body shaming. And I mean, legit straight up fat cow, lose weight. That's not impressive. Your weight is, well, it's a body weight lift is one of their most popular things to say. Uh, this isn't healthy. When I compare the when a woman oh uh, this isn't healthy like, fuck yeah do you know how quickly <laughs> those p- women are having to move like fuck you yeah, they, yeah. oh I do a lot of and side how side all consumed your life is if you're competing at that level by yeah. your fucking oh, health yeah. Yeah. oh my god it but kills if you think me. about you know sports sports that actually have men that, that compete um, at higher body weight levels if you think American football for example yeah. uh, the uh, the offensive defensive lines are they're giant. They're giant men, three, 400 pound dudes, you know, they're getting a little smaller, I'm told, but they don't get all of these comments about their health, you know, and 
most notably, to bring it back around to you look like a man, mm. uh, women like Sarah and Lee Winwin are actually told they're not attractive. And that mm-hmm. is the biggest sin on the internet today is to not yeah. be what we call conventionally attractive. I don't like even using the word like that um, because, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But we use the word conventionally attractive to uh, thin, white, blonde, perfect skin, big boobs, you know, the whole thing. It, there's a very conventionally attractive thing. So uh, when we compare the, the the men and the women that compete in the Olympics and the comment section, once people, I've had a bunch of people tell me, once I see this, I can't unsee it. I didn't see yeah. it before you told me. And now I look at it and I see it everywhere. And I'm like, welcome to my life where it's literally mm-hmm. on every Facebook sponsored post on every post that Rogue Fitness shares, go yeah. and just scroll the comments and then compare them and you will be aghast at actually the difference in commentary between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's nuts. Fucked up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thanks right. for coming on the podcast about eating. <laughs> I'm glad we spoke about eating for two minutes at the beginning. Right. <laughs> and then we moved on to the really important right. shit. Eating was the important stuff. Oh, you've got some racist pieces. They're better there than they are. <laughs> no, here. Oh, the UK really version of those aren't as good. Between like the thick and strong. Oh, like, Dove Menoncare. Men <laughs> nice grey, sham- grey shimmering shaft of shampoo. It does got. not smell like audacity, though. I don't know. It does so that smell is, that like audacity. <laughs> Even with my tiny lady's mouth, I've managed to just fail. breathe this Yorkie oh. in all by myself. Do you feel manly? Do you feel, uh, do you have hair growing in yeah. places that you, yeah, okay. Just make Probably. sure. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little go. bit. I, I did have to do a little bit of a right. little bit of underface work earlier this morning. What do they do Same. with tweezers? Okay, let's talk about eating. Yes, let's do it. What is the best tasting but worst looking thing you've ever eaten? Oh Jesus! Best tasting but worst looking. So my I'm answer to this changes these. all the time. So we can acknowledge oh that this is just your answer for now. And you might this have thought of it in an hour, you'd be like, I thought of a better thing, and that's annoying. Best 
tasting but worse looking. I'm thinking about that. But while I'm thinking about that, recently I have a whole series of uh, men like to tell other men that random things are gay, you know, because apparently oh, that's gosh. still an insult. Yeah. So they're like, uh, I don't, I'm not gay, bro, but that's a beautiful sunset, that kind of shit where you're like, oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Nature's like so gay. Great gay. big, Nature's beautiful, gay. gay, big gay nature. So, along those lines, I had a bunch of them where the men were saying things like, um, I'm not gay, but I really like seafood. And we're like, what? What? Is, why is? Why are they? I don't know. And the other one uh, actually told me that real men don't eat mayonnaise because mayonnaise oh. looks like um, nail sperm. You know, yeah. There you go. I'm trying yeah. to keep it clean. I don't need to. No, do no, it's a uh, podcast. Say chunk- what you're like. <laughs> so it's, uh, chunky cum was the word I think he actually used. Mm. <laughs> Sorry for that. I, uh, Sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like mayonnaise. But now that he was. <laughs> well, I used to, Jess. <laughs> I know. Uh, actually, now I was like, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich, you know, hold the chunky cum. Like, it's like, <laughs> bro, you know, the whole. So he. It actually ruined that food for me because I'm like, yeah, now that you said that, now that you said that, that's great. Good for me. Yeah, Good for we're me. Done. Like, now I can't eat mayonnaise ever again. <laughs> screwed, screwed. Nope. So let me think about the other one though. But while I'm thinking about that, yeah, the seafood was gay. The mayonnaise was gay. Men have like, oh, croissants. A guy said that eating croissants was wow. gay. Having a birthday dinner is gay. I can go on and on and on. Having a birthday dinner is gay. Yeah. Real men don't celebrate their birthdays. So I'm like, <laughs> don't worry. It's just random. Oh, I mean, God. they just make this shit up, and it's just Someone's like gonna have to tell that to my about... five-year-old. It's gonna be horrible news. <laughs> yeah, for him. yeah. I don't know at what point you're not I'm allowed. I'm afraid to have you've a got maybe dinner. one, two birthdays left. Yeah, sorry, dude. Is it like uh, seven or ten? Oh, I know. How tragic, right? Yeah. Does that mean uh, I don't have to buy my husband a gift anymore? I'm like, I'm yeah. not allowed. It's not very manly. So, <laughs> sorry about you. You can get him a gift if you want, but prepare to stop <laughs> fancying him. I don't want. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It will be done. Um. I think maybe that's too hard a question, my ugly food that tastes good. <laughs> Somebody the other day said baba ganoush. But that's... Because mm. that, that... I mean, and it's, that's bad, that is bad to look at and does taste amazing. Yeah. I think people that do lifting <laughs> eat a lot of porridge. That looks like shit. But I think that also tastes like A lot of like porridge. Shit. Yeah. I do I'm, like not into, grits, I'm not into porridge. Which is fan. kind of a... Yeah, I think grits is, is, is porridge... Like oatmeal? Is that basically like yeah. what that is? Yeah, and you'll have to tell us what grits is. I don't know what grits is. Grit, I don't actually know. It's, it's related okay. It's related to oatmeal, but it looks nice. kind of like, um, it looks kind of like white oatmeal and it's got chunks in it and it's very kind of slimy looking. So oh. when you like, um, you know what tapioca oh, is? It may, gave me a proper sh- like yeah. shudder actually, <laughs> the idea of like a, yeah. Tapioca, tapioca actually, yeah. growing up, I used to eat tapioca and I think tapioca is vanilla. It just tastes like vanilla. Yeah. But my brother told me that the little tapioca pearls were fish eggs when I was okay. growing up. So I used to always think that we were eating fish eggs and I decided to do it anyways because I'm a badass like that. I was like, give me those nice. fucking vanilla fish eggs. I don't give a shit. So <laughs> every time I... Every time I see tapioca, I remind, I'm reminded of my brother telling me that uh, those were little tiny fish eggs. And then I really wanted to scare the shit out of some little kid that was buying tapioca at the store. But I have a moral and I didn't do that. But I was like, yeah. actually fish eggs in there. And, you know, see if he cries or something. But so Amazing. I want to torture people like my brothers tortured me, honestly. So. Oh, cruel right. brothers. Cruel. I got three of them. So, yeah. Good for you for eating it anyway. What makes me think of that is that bubble tea. Have you ever had that? I don't think it's so. very faddy here. We have it like it started. I think it's it started like in Chinatown, but now it's all over the place. And you get it, it's like got these like 
slimy circles of bubbles in the bottom, and I think they're a bit tapioca-y and a bit like... Yeah, that's how tapioca is, where you're like, bursting, I don't know what I'm, why, why is this business? Why are, <laughs> right? I haven't tried it. I can't. I shouldn't slag it off until I've tried it. Uh, <laughs> Imagine being told off by a parent. Talk to me about eating growing up with a load of brothers. Eating, was it a bit of a, you can up. get in there fast? A little bit. I, funnily enough that I grew up um, very super conservative. I was kind of in a religious cult and didn't know it at the time. Okay. Not anymore. I know. Super yeah. weird. Until uh, I was about 12, I went to like a really super strict uh, religious middle school where we all had okay. to wear dresses every day. So I actually have a background in like the men that believe these types of things because I actually okay. kind of experienced. I didn't know that though at the time. I was like, eh, this is kind of weird, but like. So eating growing up, I, my mom was a stay at home mom until we were in high school and she had a rotation of meals that she fed her four children every night. Yeah. Um, and okay. we had like, we knew that like Tuesdays was <clears throat> meatloaf day. And so we all right. ate a lot at school cause we didn't like the meatloaf, but we didn't want to. <laughs> I love so, it. My mom's not listening right now, but my mom is wonderful, but she, uh, yeah. So meatloaf day, uh, she fed us a lot of pasta, but I had two older brothers and they, eat like horses they're big yeah. big dudes and they ate like horses so it was more or less uh basically every person for themselves um i've been probably what would be considered overweight since i was uh, four or something like that which goes into like all of my eating i think i was put on a diet when i was like four years old oh, so fuck. i come i come i know so i come by all of this it's very honestly you, i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, I come by all of this very, very honestly. I, I remember yeah. um, being on like Jenny Craig. I think you guys have one called Slimming World that people God, talk yeah, about yeah. a lot. It's very kind of related to all of those types yeah. of things. They really can. But honestly, eating has been kind of a really interesting thing for me because looking back at my pictures from when I was four, six, eight, whatever, uh, I was actually not a big child. I was just yeah. not super skinny. I actually, I was not what people would assume. You know, if you've got a toddler who's a hundred pounds, it's probably a problem, but no, I was you, just you're doing just doing everything by kid. a chart. You're like, if you're doing, yeah. if you're judging yeah. someone's health on how heavy they are, and that's that, you're fucked. Yeah, and that's what we're still yeah. doing madly, and that's what they did when we were kids. Yeah, same. Yeah. Probably obese on the BMI scale since. Yeah. Whenever so they first really, weighed me. Yeah. It's really interesting to kind of go back through your childhood and remember the first time that someone told you that your body was less than or mm -hmm. you should be smaller, and how that kind of shaped your eating, kind of how that shaped everything you've done. It's like if you name a diet. I've done it. I've done everything yeah. but surgery up until I was in my thirties. So when I found strength sports, somebody told, finally told me that you actually, you actually don't have to be smaller. Being smaller is not, does not have to be your goal of joining this gym. And that was literally at the age of like 34, the yeah. first time anyone had ever told me that in my life. So I feel pretty passionate about not only the food aspect, but people knowing that if you join a gym, your goal does not have to be to lose weight. That doesn't have to be the default setting of being in a gym, which a lot of men are like, the only reason that women should go to a gym is to do what? Uh, get smaller. Or right now, the big fad is to work on your ass. You need to have a big gym, yeah. which is fine if you want a big giant ass. But a lot of men say that, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to work on your arms because arms are irrelevant for women. You know, <laughs> we don't need arms. We just need asses and maybe boobs, like maybe sometimes. But um, the dieting thing growing up was, was really interesting for me because I, at the time you don't understand how damaging it is. I remember no, starving no. myself in high school. I remember starving myself when I was a child. I remember being on a diet when I was, when I was little, when I was a little yeah. kid. Um, and it's just like some of that stuff has been, you look like a man has actually helped me personally kind of unpack a lot of yeah. this stuff 
that I wasn't really prepared for. So when I say the page has kind of done my head in in ways that I didn't really know yeah. um, before, it's kind of it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, holy shit, I was indoctrinated into kind of diet culture when I was when I was literally a child, when I was literally a little kid. Um, and yeah. that to me has just been like completely mind blowing to even think about right now. Absolutely fucking yeah. mind blowing and takes, yeah. I think it's no point sort of, yeah, like pretending not. I think it takes for anyone a long, complicated journey in terms of then unpacking all of that. Once you, yeah. you it, first it comes with like, I had really similar experience and sense, like never not on a diet really until my thirties. Yeah. And, um, but it, and, 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 it wasn't necessarily as the same order of th- cause and effect as you, but sure. I had, um, but, but my, but my freedom from di- diet life happened to coincide with discovering lifting and, yeah. and, and, a, and a type of moving my body that felt joyful, f- empowering, freeing again, go, Oh, I, I'm good at this. No one's yeah. ever told us to try at this. I could have been good right. at this eight for ages. But it, for me, it was about finding the first type of exercise I was ever doing because I was going because, and I think initially I was still going to change my body, but I found myself going. And I was like, I think right. I'm, because every other type of exercise I'd ever done, apart from some team sports as a kid, you know, for fun at school where I'd found it so fun, I hadn't realised I was exercising. Other than that, I'd only ever exercised to get thin. Right. Same. It had never worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't stop me trying right. <laughs> every single, you right. know, and you're like, and it kept, you know, I'd do every diet, they'd work for a bit and then your body would come back to what it had been, but probably a bit bigger. Like it's right. how it goes again and again and again. And it took me into my thirties to realize that that, and a few great books and a great therapist right. <laughs> to realize that, you know, yeah. this is a vicious cycle of misery and yeah. I've said it in my show, but like ultimately the, the biggest like, um, siren going off moment for me was realizing that if you're living like that, you're living, waiting to be happy. You're not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're. You don't believe yeah. you deserve to be content and happy, and you yeah. cannot enjoy the moment and enjoy any yeah. of your life, or ever feel yeah. satisfied, or ever feel worthy, or deserving, or joyful. Right. Any no real right. joy, proper right. actual fucking human joy. Yeah. If you're waiting to be happy when you're smaller. Or whatever it is, or yeah. longer hair, or, or better yeah, teeth, or yeah. clearer skin, or yeah. you know, bigger boobs, or whatever it is. So even though I've spent the last basically two years at this point getting free therapy through my followers, <laughs> or less, I know, and I'm packing these things. It's really fascinating to me how much all of these body issues really play into every aspect of your life and are really ingrained. Uh, my mother, who did her best, you know, as she as she does growing up, um, was also indoctrinated into this culture by her mother. Mm. I have very, very vivid memories of going to see my mother in an assist or my grandmother in an assisted living, you know, like a nursing home type setting. Um, and she, my grandmother died in her 80s. Um, and was my grandmother was on a diet until the day she died in an oh absolute, in a in a nursing God. home, um, and I think I've told this story to a couple of people before where I have very clear memories of her asking the staff there how many calories were in her Jello and if there was a lower fat option of something. And she has not only dementia and a couple other things. Um, at the time she died, she actually thought that she needed to be on a diet 
while she was dying. And it's just literally, she spent probably 80 years of her entire existence trying to be smaller. And I said to my mother then, that's what my mother's influence was, who then passed it to me, you know? So it's not anyone's fault, but it's this purpose of kind of recognizing this stuff that we are all indoctrinated in our own ways. We've all been culturally, you know, desensitized to these types of things to think they're normal. Along with that, when I was researching the food and the gendered food, of course, I came up with like um, everyday sexism, like things where they market toys differently to girls and boys and that kind of thing. And one of the grosser things along this line that I found that is just fucking yuck. um, There's a company in 2015 was selling a baby onesie, like a little T-shirt that you would put on an actual infant. And it had the words, I hate my thighs on it. That's something I don't know. Oh, man, I thought it was a joke, and then I researched it, and oh, it was very much not a God. joke. The company creator said that he thought it was he is the guy that made this thing, thought it was ironic. And all everyone was like, I'm sorry, are we putting fat shaming things? And it's purple, yeah. which of course, purple is a color typically associated with girl babies, whatever, but it is. It's it's <laughs> so it's a purple onesie. This picture is a purple onesie for a baby. Literally, when you are a thighs. little baby, you've got yeah about nine months of fat privilege before you yeah. enter the real world. And there yeah, exactly. were, if someone exactly. was attempting to even take yes. that away. Yes. So the, wow. the girl onesie says, I hate my thighs. And it's at a coffee shop. Someone took a picture. The boy onesie was blue and everything else. And it says super genius on it. So the boys are geniuses <gasps> and the girls hate their bodies. Right. And it's like, do I need any, need any more proof of kind of where we are culturally right now is that we're teaching babies to hate their bodies and everything, you know, and he thought it was an ironic joke and all of the rebuttals I read to it was like, the baby doesn't get your joke. Who's going to read the joke? Our adults, our, our teen girls, our girls in middle school that are growing up with a baby that has a onesie that says she hates her thighs. What kind of a fucking oh message is that, dude? So God. they don't make it anymore, but it was one of the things that I came across when I was looking up the, the food thing where I was like, what? what is that? And it was only a couple of years ago. This isn't like in the 80s yeah, or something. No, it was just a couple of years ago. So when we look at all of that type of stuff, eating and growing up and kind of all these things that influence where we are right now, I think it's important to talk about um, even if you can't change your influences right now, we all, even if your your parent did some things that were not the best for you, they, they meant the best. Most yeah, of them, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I'm not slating my mother, but it's, I mean, she was influenced by hers, but calling out this type of stuff is selling onesies that are fat shaming babies is just not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. No. And we have to be the yeah. generation or try and be the generation that call time on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And shout about it and shout about why, because they, it's yeah. so hard to have. I don't know if you find this. I find it much easier to talk in my work, in my stand up or on my podcast or yeah. talking to people like you. It's an easy conversation. It's a much harder conversation to have with the guy running the sweet little shop I was at in Norfolk a couple of weeks ago that still got a fucking chair outside that says for bored husbands to wait on. And it's like, uh. <laughs> and, and I did. And I thought I can't like I don't. I, right. I was like, but then do and and also do I not buy something from this shop even though there's something I want in this shop? Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it's much easier to just I think have a conversation out loud at the world. I find right. to go right. in and go, "Hello, sir. Right. I want. Right. I'm going to sit on your chair and right. put that on my Instagram." Right. It, I my point is, <laughs> I fucking hate shopping and I'm always waiting outside <laughs> and right. it's really unhelpful. To think that women love shopping and men right. love weakness. Like, yeah, uh, it's you're you've put it beautifully. Like, it's part of a, 
it's part of a problem with the system. It's not about individual blame. It's not about taking on, I think, necessarily right. like load of one-to-one terrifying, harrowing one-to-one conflict. Probably be met with defensive explanations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not right. about all hating on our parents. However, toxic, whatever diet life they might have shown us, modelled for us, right. or even you know, forced upon us. Like it's not, they were just doing what they thought. And and still now, I mean, now here, Slim, we have this massive company, Slimming World. The government work with big diet companies here in schools. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a fucking travesty. Yeah. Um, and even then, even acknowledging that the, the world I work, you know, my bubble, my social media bubble is all the people enlightened about that, fighting against that. But there's still a tiny proportion of the world. There are still massive arguments to be had with the, I'm sadly still vast majority right. of society who right. still think that even though the, the evidence is so overwhelming, that even if you look at it, even if people I think fundamentally think, no, you know, kids have got too fat, they need to lose weight. Here we have a thing post COVID where, well, hopefully nearly post COVID where they're going to put calories. The government want to put calories on menus. You know, we've even, even if you're like, no, 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 we've got to do something because people are too fat even if that's what people you know I get people even even on this podcast who write into me and say well what obesity strategy do you recommend then it's surely something right. you're like get okay even if you fundamentally think we need a strategy that doesn't work right. restrictive diets don't right. work 98% and that which right. basically means they all don't work in any right. meaningful way and ultimately the cycle is perpetuated and if not or almost certainly made worse. If you make right. people restrict, then it will lead to binging and then it will lead to greater body weights. Like, right. it fundamentally doesn't work. So even if you're looking at without, if you, even if you, like, don't believe in fat shame, you don't believe in feminism, you don't believe in, even if you're taking all of the politics out of it and just looking at the, like, the bare stats, your fucking thing, right. your diets don't work. Right. And for me, I that exact thing on you look like a man takes the form of two very specific things. One, um, guys, um, mostly mostly men in the fitness world, um, they love to what's called concern troll. So they don't actually care about you. Let's get it real. What they yeah. don't want to do is fuck you, okay? They don't yeah. want to. They don't. And I wish they would just be honest about this. You know what I'm saying? They, if, you would, if you would say, you know, I'm just worried about her. I mean, I, I wish I had the yeah. time in my day to go around the internet and tell all the people I didn't want to fuck them. I didn't want to fuck them. My God. <laughs> That's more than one full-time job. I need several PAs. I have this whole thing where I'd like to actually go and take these comments and put them on men's posts, but I can't figure out a way to do that where it's not damaging to people that didn't actually do it. I'm still working on this concept, right? Please keep working on My morals, again, are fucking with my comedy here, you know? But the concern (laughs) trolls are the guys that go and they're like, um, they like to make fun of what's called health at every size movement and that sort of yeah. thing. And they like to take these words, but they're, they they couch them in a way that they're like, I'm just worried about your health. I'm, you're going to have a heart attack. All these other things. What they really don't, they just don't like to look at you. And that's just absolutely what it is. So there's a really, I have got a highlight folder on my Instagram page. It's actually called health at every size. And yeah. health at every size uh, folder on there actually has a personal trainer, a guy, a man, who tells a story about going on a hike with um, a bunch of strangers, one of which was an overweight woman in her 20s. And apparently the woman was not able to complete this hike. She was crying. She hurt her knee, et cetera, et cetera. He took out a a cell phone and he filmed her crying and all these other things, not to help her. He's a personal trainer, 
but he filmed her in order to shame her on his Instagram page to show you that health at every size is a lie. Uh, fat is unacceptable. Fat is bad for you. Um, she needs to lose weight. She was all in their way. And it's this whole big giant thing about how it actually is about her health, but we all know that he's, he's, he's just a fucking prick. I mean, he's just actually a filming a fat time. woman in order just to make fun of her on his page, apparently to get personal training clients. So there's a whole, this is called the concern trolling. So part of the problem with the stuff that you were just talking about for me is the fact that I actually don't believe personally that the vast majority of people care about people's health. I don't think that's true. I think they don't want to fuck you. Like I said, I think they don't want to look at you and they don't believe, they don't believe that you as a fat woman or a fat man or a fat anyone, you know, they don't actually believe that you deserve to take up space this personal trainer did not believe that this woman who ironically what do we tell fat people to do exercise right so this fat yeah. woman is exercising and then she's getting shamed for exercising they don't want to they don't even want to see you yeah exercise. she's not gonna fe- she how welcome she yeah. gonna feel in the gym if you've made her feel like that on a fucking they, hike he actually Fuck. literally said that she needed to lose weight and get in a she needed and i quote she needs to return to human form before <gasps> she before she that's the, the meme actually says that before she should hike with normal and he called them able-bodied people, which is also disgusting. Oh my um, fucking god. Not not overweight people are, are considered able-bodied according to this personal trainer. So but he couched it in a way that was saying that he was just actually worried about her health, that you know, she's gonna dig oh, herself into an early grave. And everyone quite knows. So Part of the problem when people are asking you for your recommendations for combating obesity and that sort of a thing is the fact that my <laughs> most of their motives, in my opinion, are just not valid. They're actually yeah. the fact that we don't believe that fat people deserve respect. We don't believe they deserve health care. Yeah. We don't believe they deserve to occupy spaces. But if you are in sports, a fat man, uh, a.k.a. the big weightlifters or the men, American football, those kinds of those bodies, yeah. no one has a problem with these guys being 300 pounds, big dudes. No one is going on pages of football and saying, you know, you guys need to lose weight. You'll be dead by the time you're you're 50. Not a single person does that. No, does not exist. Only, only. The only negative post on there is mine now that I just did (laughs) saying I don't want to fuck you. I mean, I'm about to put that on just random, right? Just go find a dude and be like, yeah, I don't want to fuck you. Oh, I don't know why you're on here because I don't want to fuck you. (laughs) Right? I'm like, Oh, stop the presses. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? And that happens all the time. And it's just like, that's the the men's entitlement to women's bodies. Just in general, they really, really do believe and listen to be good. They really, really do believe that you owe them pretty. You owe it to them. You owe them to be beautiful. You owe random man on your Instagram page, beautiful. And if you're not beautiful to my standards, I'm going to tell you about how you should change yourself. It's bizarre. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Here is your scenario. Babies grow thorns with poisonous tips. It's a fucking nightmare, Jess. Not least because babies need to be cuddled so that they grow up with... And these ones with thorns have to grow up with all their loved ones all dead or maimed by the poison spikes or they grow up uncuddled so they're completely deadly emotional horror shows. The repercussions are apocalyptic but luckily all of them have agreed to... um, All of this agrees has agreed to have never happened... But only if you, and really it does have to be you, agree to sing Billy Ray's Achy Breaky Heart 909 times whilst balancing on a tower of a thousand single stacked coins. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You go down in history as a person who saved us all from um, extinction via baby thorns. 
So your place in history is secure. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time. Your reward in the moment, however, is the feast of your dreams. It's a fantasy feast. And bear in mind, you're fucking hungry because your mouth was busy singing while you were balancing for ages yeah. there. Yeah. So you're starving. So you couldn't, it's the opposite of a last meal in the sense you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. And when I say fantasy feast, I mean, this stuff doesn't even need to be possible. I just want to know in the dream situation, if you were really happy and really hungry and in the most like Zen sated place possible, what would be your dream things to eat? I put um, peanut butter on everything. There. Okay, okay, great. <laughs> Such a quick answer. Just some peanut butter on everything. On everything. No, okay. I, have a, I have an actual legit, oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. But no, that was, that was yeah. easy as fuck. No, I want to know what you'd eat, what you'd drink. <laughs> okay, and if there's great. a who, with, and where, who, with, and where. You oh, are God. allowed to list the you things you put peanut butter on. Or you may simply answer all the peanut butters. Yeah, all the peanut butters. <laughs> I okay. um, yeah, That is a long-winded question, but I love it. The Thank you. Thing. Yes, it's sort of the opposite of what a good question is. Quick to the point. I've gone for the longest-winded, most off-point Really hard to concentrate on. I was like, yeah. I'm going to focus some point on the wall to listen to this story. Sorry. Yes, sorry. It's hard, Shit. isn't it? Head up, this chest up, head up. Keep listening. Head up, chest Fuck up. Me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Brace. Yeah. Now, I don't think I would have anyone with me because if I had someone with me, that would indicate that I'm going to share this food or they're going Fine. to watch me. I'm not going to okay. share food. Why would I do that? I just saved humanity. I don't need to share food. Or, exactly. You know, I've done all. Of, yeah, exactly. So we're not going to have Good. anyone with me. I'm probably going to be putting peanut butter on pretty pretty much everything. Everyone that knows me, this is why literally that was not a joke. Um, I don't I don't pass Reese's peanut butter cups without buying them. And everyone, everybody knows that about me. It's the only thing I like. It's the only candy I buy. It's the only thing I like. So saying that that would be kind of a last meal for me is basically a long target with kind of that. Now, I will say, have you ever had the Christmas trees that they make? Christmas yes, tree. I have. Yes, yes, I've had all the novelty yeah. things they've made in the UK. Yes. <laughs> the Christmas trees are the best, basically, or the hearts, because they have the best uh, peanut butter to chocolate ratio. This is very I important agree. when choosing a last A bit meal. more peanut butter. It's basically a bit more peanut butter, isn't it? Exactly. They, they, they've started basically putting like more chocolate and other weird things in there, and it's yeah. really all about the ratio. So people don't understand how really, really serious it is to have the correct peanut butter to chocolate ratio. And the trees and the hearts, they really nail it. So I'm going to eat a lot of those, and I'm... <laughs> It's, it's serious. Now, if I was going to make a drink to go along with that, recently I found out that there is a peanut butter uh, whiskey called Screwball. There's actually a couple versions of it. So I've been making, I shit you not, I've been making a drink um, that is peanut butter Screwball, which is a very wonderful uh, whiskey. And I've been mm. um, adding Godiva chocolate uh, liqueur to oh. it. And I sit in my house and I eat these things and I answer horrible people online and it's a fucking great time. That's pretty oh, much what I do. Yes. If you ever see kind of a weird response to me on you look like a man, that's probably what I'm doing. And I was probably kind of not with it at the time. Screwball with Godiva's happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. Honestly, I mean, I don't have to convince Mm, anyone that that's a ridiculous drink. And I'm sure it's, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Because my mom, Mm. of course, was like, it's got a lot of calories. I'm like, that's the point. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine with me. But yes, last meal, nobody there. Um, Maybe I would just do it at the Reese's headquarters and they could basically take me through all of their things and show me all the things they're making and that much. Don't get the Reese's uh, rabbit, though. It's bad. It's not good. They do make a giant egg. It's basically hollow. They do make a giant egg that's very expensive that I think has like 2,000 calories in it. And I only looked at that just because I thought it was funny. Um, You know, how much, what what are we actually going to do here? And so that, that's, that's a good, that's a good one. But uh, the minis are also good. Wow. I could really go on for a while about this. I actually didn't know. 
I did I'm know. into it. I'm yeah. into it. No, I really. I I really <laughs> this is funny where you're just like, um, actually during strength sports, there's like a joke where everyone um, eats like um, Sour Patch Kids or gummy bears or these like really right. quick sugars and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't eat it during contests because it's not really the type of sugar that really is helpful to have during yeah. during competing or anything like that. But no, the peanut butter, I would just get drunk on peanut butter whiskey and eat this probably until I, I get really try that. Sick. Yeah, I've got really obsessed this summer. I've got really obsessed with tray bakes, like cooking, like like potato or root veg with like maybe green beans and stuff like that, but in the oven, so like easy. Yeah, and then making a peanut butter like with soy, chili, grated ginger, rice, wine vinegar, and then drizzling that shit. There's a restaurant nearby that puts peanut butter on a hamburger, and I actually hadn't had that before. It's oh. actually very good. It's weird as hell, but it's really, really good. It's just you can put it on more things than people imagine. You know, just, just experiment with it. Can There's we no ever wrong do way a to part two of this podcast because we need to talk about how far <laughs> progress has come yeah, yeah. in a year or two. Yeah. Then uh, maybe we make it a peanut butter special because Honestly. I think you have some amazing peanut butters over there which we don't have. <laughs> I'm told so, that we have lots of choices that they yeah, don't have to wear. And I'm like, that's a travesty right there. Like, it that is, is the travesty. real story right here. Yeah. How do we get more choices? How do we get you more choices? Thank you. Well, I'll have to come and visit you. <laughs> right. I've invited myself. Here you go. Um, thank you Perfect. so much for yeah, doing absolutely. this. Absolutely. I love it. I You're appreciate the best. it. <laughs> what an amazing woman Jess is. Follow her, follow her. Her Instagram is at Filthy underscore Fithen, F-I-T-H-E-N. The mighty Instagram page, which she talked about, which I revere, is at you, full stop, look, full stop, like, full stop, a, full stop, man. At the moment, it's banned. Unbelievable. If you're listening to this at any point after, um, you know, even a few weeks after this um, podcast was initially released, fingers crossed it's just back up and running and you won't need this. If you're listening to it immediately as it is released, the backup account, which you must follow in the interim, is Vaginas in the Weight Room. All of her merch, which is so funny, (laughs) is available. And blogs as well, longer versions of the short form things that she puts online. Just so inspiring, funny, uh, important, whistleblowy, fascinating. All of it is on her website, youlooklikeaman.com. Please, please, please come and see Hoovering Live next weekend, 17th of July, with Joe Brand and Jay Rayner, no less. Three expert eaters, if I include myself in that. Um, without doubt, the best lineup I've ever had for a Hoovering, isn't it? I mean, it's fucking Joe Brand and Jay Rayner. If you don't come, there's something wrong with you. I really am excited about seeing you there. Even my mum is coming, so there we go. Come and see Hench at the Soho Theatre, 12th, 13th, 14th of July. Last three London dates ever. Come and see Half a Hench called Powerhouse at Up the Creek in Greenwich on the 28th of July for free and hear me record a version of it for Radio 4. And if you're nowhere near London, but you're near somewhere like Manchester or Bristol or Sheffield at the end of July and start of August, come and see Hench on tour instead. Everything I mentioned in the podcast and in just now will all be linked to in the podcast notes. What I do on there is if anything is in capitals, it means it's a link that you can use.
Feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews and recommendations. You can give the podcast money if you like over on Patreon. Uh, follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I am at Jessica Fosterq. Anything longer than a tweet to send me, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham and the music is by the brilliant Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 